Hello, Common Sense here. You may not recognize me because you never use me anymore, but I figure I have one job, so I may as well try and do it. First, please remember that these two morons are not your personal life coaches. In fact, I'm willing to bet their advice and opinions are actually pretty terrible, so probably don't take them too seriously. Oh, and another thing, please remember, this is not a show for kids. I know your precious Liam is so grown up, but seriously, you're about to likely scar him for life. But what do I know? You're going to do whatever you want, so enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Angry Penguin. My name is Husky Ninja. With me, as always, is the rabbit that's come out of my hat, Raven Zero. <laughs> Raven, how are you today? I'm doing really good, man. I The introductions, I cannot be topped. A rabbit coming out of a hat this time? Heck yeah, bro. We here at the Angry Penguin, we are, we pride ourselves on being a podcast of, it's like hanging out with two friends, if those friends were slightly stupid. <laughs> I kind of take offense to that. I keep thinking you're calling me the stupid one here. No, I, I think it's a mutual stupidity. Like, we have to really put in effort to to really balance each other. And if I was the smart one and you were the dumb one, then that's really terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine how much, what is it like uh, when you're playing a game with somebody and you have to like pull, what is it called, carry? Can you imagine what carrying you'd have to do? I'm pretty big, dude. <laughs> the good news is is that being heavy means you're harder to kidnap and not worth the effort so i don't really <laughs> worry about that stuff exactly like oh nice no, too heavy like Did you're that. not gonna kidnap me in a kia you better go get like a freaking range rover if you want to kidnap <laughs> yep. this shit you gotta get a, an f-350 for me you know that's <laughs> awesome get me a forklift and a flatbed <laughs> and then i'll go to your dungeon They'd be like, you know, it's too much trouble. Let's just uh, let's just go to California instead, because there's a lot of fit people in California. Is where I'm getting Ever at. Speaking of dungeons, I actually have realized that I have friends who have never seen Silence of the Lambs. Wait, the one with Jodie Foster and um, Anthony Hopkins. I mean, I, I ate her liver with some fava beans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh God, that's actually pretty good. That's scared. Them. That's kind of eerie, dude. Yeah, that's... <laughs> huh. They need to sit down and watch that. They need to sit down and watch Hannibal. Wait, was there a movie after? So there were three movies that went with Hannibal. There was Red Dragon, which was the prequel. That's right. And then there was Sons of the Lambs, and then there was Hannibal. Okay. So it technically was a trilogy. I never saw Red Dragon. You know, it was actually pretty good. It, it really helped open up just like who Hannibal was before he was imprisoned. Oh, like it's not one of those that makes you sympathize with the guy, right? Like all of a sudden you're going to be like, Oh no, I get why he did all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I understand now why he ate an ass sandwich. That makes yeah, way more exactly. sense. It's like, if you see it from his side, I mean, it's perfectly normal. It's not one of those. Is it? No. Okay. It, okay. Is it bad that I kind of hate when you take an existing villain with no redeeming qualities and you try to make him sympathetic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, like if it's a new story, like let's talk about the, one of the newest James Bond movies, uh -huh. the, the new breed of Bond movies are very different from the old 
stories. Um, you've got the one guy, I can't remember the name, but like he was sympathetic. He was traded, his life was traded in exchange for a but like several other agents. He was tortured by the Chinese and like disfigured because a cyanide pill went bad. And not, all he wants is revenge because he was traded by his government. Right. Right. That's all. He doesn't want to rule the world. He wants to get back at those fuckers. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, I get that. But then you get like, um, we'll use Hannibal for an example. This dude murdered people, <laughs> ate them, and now we're supposed to feel bad. Yeah. No, no, I, I can't do it. Exactly. I mean, there's, you can't undo somebody. There's like degrees of wrongness here. <laughs> and there's certain wrongs that just can't be seen as like, oh, no, I guess it's okay. No, no, you don't get a get out of jail for free pass. You really don't. I don't know. I think it. I, I understand the whole idea of, well, I had better ideas for my character after I wrote the book. Yeah. Then you reboot. You don't try to add to the existing story. For sure. Because reboots actually are pretty successful, especially this time. Like for the past 20 years, reboots are really well received, except for Fantastic Four. So here's the problem with Fantastic Four, and I've had this opinion for a while. Mm -hmm. Fantastic Four should not be put into a movie. Agreed. The way that they're written, the way they're presented, they need a television show to accurately tell their stories and get you invested. Absolutely. You are not going to get viewers invested in the Fantastic Four in the time it takes to watch one movie. You're not going to do Dr. Doom or whatever villain you got. You just can't do it in the time a movie gives you. But a television show, I mean, that like, look what they did with Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Daredevil isn't exactly like the most in-depth character. You can't make a solid movie on Daredevil. You can make a compelling as shit TV show. Exactly. And I've noticed DC does a good job when it comes to their TV series. Like, they're actually knocking them out of the park. Gotham's doing pretty well. You know, uh, what else is uh, DC? Uh, Flash is doing good. Yeah. Arrow's doing good. Arrow's doing good. Um, Birds of Prey, I heard, is doing good. Yeah. It's just they're, they're I guess they're starting to do a good comeback with uh, movies. Joker, Dark Knight. Um, Aquaman's DC, right? That actually did pretty well. Wonder uh, Wonder Woman. So. Can't knock them. Yeah, no, can't can't at all. So, I mean, it is what it is. You kind of just roll with it. Yeah. But I have always been under the firm belief that DC makes better television shows. Marvel makes better movies. Agreed. And I think it comes down to how the characters are created. How do you feel about characters that are once good that go evil? <clears throat> do you ever have a do you ever have one of those moments where you're like, oh no, not this character. This character is gonna go evil now. Oh, here we go. It depends on the character. Yeah. Like sometimes a hero will go bad and you know that they're gonna spin it. Oh, this is an alternate universe, this person. Oh, God, or yeah. no, they were pretending the whole time. <laughs> And I hate yeah. those stories. Yeah, same here. But let's let's look at it from the alternate perspective. How do you feel about villains who go good and never look back? Yeah. 
and they're they're excused of all their thousands of murders because they actually helped the world survive in one you know cataclysmic event you know pretty much so let me ask you this mm-hmm. which super villain do you think was probably weakened to make a more compelling movie or show than what they actually should have been. Ooh, super villain that was weakened to make a better movie or show. I got it. Batman versus Superman. Um, they fought Doomsday. Doomsday. They fought oh him. My and, gosh. and it was like, what? Doomsday has Doomsday is like the epitome of bad news. Yes. It's like suddenly you have two people fighting against them and no spoilers, but you know, something else happens and like, oh, he's easily defeated. I'm sorry. Doomsday was a a beast in the comic books, you know? Like Doomsday gave Darkseid trouble at one point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For me, I think my villain that was weakened considerably is Ultron. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I forgot about Yes, dude. Ultron is supposed to be like this n- nigh-undestructible, like, can't you can never really kill him because he can put himself back into the internet. Like, that kind yeah. of amazing. Right. But yet Vision managed to magically separate him from the network, and then he was killed. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't do that to Ultron. Right. right. Who is the um the villain for Superman? He's like the uh the computer. What's his name? Oh, I I should know his name, but I don't care because it's Superman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he like had this ultimate like he was gonna be a major threat. And I can't remember, I don't know if they just flat out just wrote him away, like he just disappeared on some planet or something but he was gonna be a force to reckon with and they just kind of like left him alone do you know who i feel really bad for who so the garbage fire that was the green lantern movie Mm -hmm. really really bad like terrible they did however set up a really really good sinestro who did the movie it it built up a very good Sinestro. So I didn't I would have saw it. I heard it was that bad. Oh, it was it was shit. Yeah. It was nothing on the actors. The actors yeah. did what they could. I just think it it was one of those movies that you could tell that people who had no touch with Green Lantern at some level in the process put their hands in it. Got Probably it. a studio exec or something like that. Exactly. Because you can like tell they, the story was actually going somewhere from what you say. So that's the thing is the story. You could tell that the story was written by somebody who was at least familiar with the Green Lantern mythos. Right. Like the story was there. The acting was there. The editing, the pacing and the CGI were over the top. Oh, OK. They spent too much money on the wrong things. Right. And I know it's like a, a point of shame for Ryan Reynolds, but he he really shouldn't be ashamed of it because it really, really is wasn't fully his fault. I mean, it right. really wasn't his fault at all. He did really well with it. Right, right. 
Um, and I'm also going to say something very controversial. <laughs> okay. Ben Affleck as Daredevil. I don't think he did a bad job. Me neither. I actually I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I really did, man. I think what plagued that movie was a really bad script. Whoever yes. whoever wrote that script did not understand Daredevil. Right. They were trying to make it too much of a Bruce Wayne-ish story, and I did not like that at right. all. I mean, you know, here's what that movie should have been. Daredevil, middle of the like epic boss fight, Ninja Turtles come in, fight. Because you know, <laughs> it is actually canon that Daredevil and the Ninja Turtles take place in the same universe. I'm sorry? No, it there it is canon. The same liquid that went into his eyes and blinded him is also is the same liquid that fell into the sewer and mutated the turtles. You I will me. I will send you the comic that I read it. But yeah, Daredevil exists in the world of the Ninja Turtles, which means Iron Man and the Ninja Turtles teaming up or Hulk and the Turtles within the realm of possibilities. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Now, there is a cartoon, or I would say an animated movie, of the Ninja Turtles all meeting the various Ninja Turtle forms. And then there's also one with them, like, teaming up with Batman or fighting Batman or something. Have you heard of those? I have. Uh, I love crossover comics. I really wish people would get less money-hungry, because, like, do you remember the limited run of comics where they combined heroes? Like, Uh, Thor and... Thor and Superman got combined into like one hero with yes. a hammer. I do remember that. Yes. Well, and so why do they stop this? Is it a matter of the money? they like the creator wants more money and the other creator wants more money or what's, what's it, what's it with it? I think that's what it comes down to is fight some, like it's, it's like the whole Disney and Sony thing. Well, we want Spider-Man. No, we want oh, Spider-Man. God. <laughs> oh, no gosh. Let's have Spider-Man. <laughs> I can see that. So it's a special breed of stupid, but we as consumers, we we suffer the brunt of it, of money hungry. Absolutely. Hey, Absolutely. Raven. Yo. I have a riddle for you. A riddle? Lay it on me. I can solve this fast. It's not a riddle. Instead, let's play a new game that I came up with. Okay. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is called Fact or Fiction. Okay, explain this to me. So, I am going to read you the summary of three different fan fiction stories. Three different, okay. Two of them were found in our actual summaries for a story on fanfiction.net. Okay. One of these, I custom wrote. Oh, God. Your job is to tell me which one I wrote. Are oh, you ready? Man. Your imagination is so good. Okay, I, 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 can, I can do this. Let's okay. hear it. Number one. Everything was right in the world. Zack and Aerith were looking after the live stream. Cloud was getting better in his everyday life. No major bad guys were popping up to make havoc in the world, and everyone was finally happy. At least they were, until Zack wakes up as a chocobo, along with three other soldiers he thought were dead. Cloud and Chocobo Zack now have to save the world. Oh my god. Okay. I hope that's... That's number one. Okay. Number two. 
For many years, Sephiroth has been receiving fan letters from men and women. His life changes when he starts receiving letters from an anonymous person whom he desperately tries to find. It is revealed to be Cloud, who holds a dark and morbid secret. A secret involving shackles, self-gratifying harm, and a broken key. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Number three. Cloud starts to feel strange changes come over himself after a run-in with a werewolf. He must deal with the animalistic instincts growing inside him, all while dealing with Zack trying to befriend him and become possibly closer than that. Okay. I hope. I want to remind you, two of these are real. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say number one is real because it sounds like something somebody would do. Turn into chocobos. Chocobo Zack? Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to say number three is real. All right. With so a you werewolf. Think, you, th- you think the werewolf is real? So you are saying that the dark, self-gratifying cloud is the one I made up? Correct. You are incorrect, sir. The one I made up was the werewolf. What? Yes. Wow. When, okay. Because, so I mean, the, the chocobo one you know has to exist. Oh, I, I wasn't going to do it because it was so ridiculous, but then it was so ridiculous, I couldn't not read it. Yes. So, But the werewolf thing you made up, impressive. Yeah, so Werewolf Cloud, that was the one I made up. And if you guys like this segment, shoot us a holler on Twitter so we can, can do it, continue. Let For us sure. know what segments you like so we can include them. For sure. Wow. Impressive, sir. Now you know what's going to happen is we're going to get a request for you to actually make a fan fiction that involves Cloud turning into a werewolf. No. I'm answering that right now. <laughs> this isn't a vague waffle. This isn't a, eh, maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, no. It's an absolute no. Yeah. I get you on that. Man. Speaking of uh, writing... You've been dabbling. Uh, you've been dabbling in some more Twitch action with your retro. I um, totally have. Have uh, Have you told the folks what your um, ultimate goal is on your Twitch? Because I'm going to tell you right now, that is a major feat, and I'm actually impressed that you've stuck with it as far as you have, and you're continuing to do it. Number one, major feat sounds like a bad porn movie. Oh, this is true. I guess that, that's some fetish porn. Yeah. Not I mean, for people, Raven. He doesn't people like feet. could. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> anyway, so I am currently in the process of going through every North American game released for the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the Sega, the N64, and the PlayStation 1, and the GameCube. I am going through and deciding whether these are games that should still be played today, or if we should leave them kind of in the past with our nostalgia because they don't hold up well. So games like Chrysalis or Faxanadu, those are games that are still good today, still worth playing today. But I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater the other day. <laughs> I don't know what drugs we were on. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that because, first of all, you brought up a good point while you were streaming. You were like, this soundtrack, what is there, like four songs? It, yeah, <laughs> it repeats like the same four to six songs. Yeah. And 
and like one or only one or two of them you even care about you know what <laughs> exactly. you know what song i didn't hear at any point during that night which one gorilla radio yep that is supposed to be on the soundtrack unless yep. that was tony hawk 2 no it was tony hawk 1 yeah yeah i heard the same three or four recycle left and right and the controls just felt wonky like yeah i would be like landing a jump and if i was even like one eighth of a degree off i would crash right but then you could also land a jump or land a jump where you're trolling around the air and you could be completely at an angle that's impossible to land but you stick it right so i don't know that's kind of my goal is i want to go through the entire library and i want to tell you is it worth is it worth still playing yeah um i am point Two one percent done with the list. Point two one percent. Well, I do. I do like the the fresh take on, you know, play it or just leave it behind because so many people will play the game and then that once they've beaten it, I don't know if it's the satisfaction of getting through the game, whether it's good or bad, that they're just like, oh, that was actually pretty good. No, I would actually recommend that. And to watch you play it, you're like, no, this game is not good. <laughs> Um, yes, I beat it, but no, I would say leave it. And you're absolutely right. There's pretty much so, agree with your assessments. The one game that I think people will disagree with me on, everybody has nostalgic love for it. Pokemon Snap. Do you remember okay. that game for the N64? Yes, it was huge, huge. And I mean, th my nostalgia was just like hit by it and it was great. But I told it, but I let I flagged that one as a leave it in the past. Yeah. It's a short game. It's very tedious. It it was very monotonous. It was very ambitious and pushed the limits of what you could do with the Pokemon game. But it doesn't hold up for like modern audiences. It it like if you have like an hour to kill, maybe, but I lay flagged it as a leave it. And and that's what I'm finding with a lot of these games is as we go through, we're going to find games that Technology that may have been like groundbreaking at the time, but looking back on it, it's not good. Oh, for sure. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. It is. It really is. Because most people will, will think back on the time of their life that they played it rather than the game itself. And you know, it's something you brought up in the stream too, you like a link to the past. It's like for you, it's like it's not it's not my favorite Zelda. And I was like, no, you take that back. And I was thinking, I was like, Honestly, there were not that many enhancements to Link of the Past, Link to the Past, that made it that great of a game. It was absolutely where I was at in my life when I was playing it that makes it nostalgic. So you nailed it. I am going to say something very controversial that may get people to stop following us. Oh, <laughs> do it. Link to the Past was just a copy paste of Legend of Zelda for the NES with better graphics and a little bit of rearranging. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I agree with you on. Completely agree. A hundred percent. It was the exact same concept. They just knew like, oh, wait a second. We have more power in this system and we already know what, what works right. If you Absolutely love right. the game, if it is like your all time favorite, I am not knocking you. I will never tell you that you cannot like what makes you happy. Right. For me, though, that is not the end all be all. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Well, there's people uh, that like they'll swear by Ocarina of Time, and I'm like, nah, I can leave that one. But I love A Link to the Past, so. Right? Did you ever play the sequel to A Link to the Past? There was what? 
there it was on the 3ds so there was a sequel for the legend of zelda on the 3ds it introduced the wizard vashi into the link to the past universe and like all the characters and a lot of it was similar so i mean it exists so i think you'd really enjoy it what's it called i don't remember because <laughs> i know there was somebody saying like the zelda a minute the, the minish cap minish was cap it? was a game it was a standalone game okay okay and then link's awakening was not it involved with that no. was it no it was not okay huh well i'll have to check it out then so the game is called the legend of zelda a link between worlds oh it, i have heard of that one it takes place it is technically a sequel to a link to the past okay i, I own it. that one it's great hmm so, you know, the rumors of them, you know, or not the rumors, but it's confirmed that Super Mario is being re-released or remastered um, for its, what, 20, 20th anniversary or 25th anniversary? Like the Super Mario 1? Oh, no, like Super Mario 64, Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, all those are coming to the Nintendo Switch. And That's remastered. actually... Here's the thing. That excites me for one big reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like Galaxy because of what they did with the Wii at the time. Yes, exactly. I want to play Galaxy without having to shake the controllers. Right. I want to just play it on a flat controller. Right. Because Galaxy was a great game. It has some of the best Mario music you will find in any game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the thing, though, is music can make or break a game. Oh, for sure. And Mario is one of the best of, best examples of that is Mario 1 was shit. <laughs> yep. Play that game. It is technically shit. Yeah. But we will always remember. Oh, yeah. You are so right. And when, you, if people, when people hear that, they're like, oh, yeah, Mario. Play any world that's not World 1 two or eight and you will remember <laughs> that that game is shit yep yep for sure so i think the, the sorry go ahead i think the first good mario game was mario 3 yeah that introduced the whole uh like uh worlds where you like kind of had like the um board game approach where you go to each level yep yeah that was cool that was cool yeah, I actually think I appreciate that one more than Super Mario World, because that's basically what Super Mario World was, right? Just kind of like same concept, just better graphics. No, Super Mario World. I mean, it took a lot of what made three great, hmm. but unlike Legend of Zelda, Super Mario World tried to expand on it. Now you have, now you have different sections of the world. You kind of have free reign. There's multiple paths. You there's hidden secrets like. There's multiple exits. The, uh, yeah. the the Forest of Illusions was a pain in the ass, but great. Yep. You have um, Chocolate Island 1, where depending on what the final last digits of the, what the last digit of the time was, you would go to like one of like six different ending zones to get through. And I mean, that kind of stuff was cool as shit. Yeah. I forgot they did that too with the chocolate, uh, 
Chocolate Island. Where they introduced you know, the whole Star Star Road. Star Road was Super Mario World for World, the Super okay. Nintendo. Yeah. That was badass. I mean, they established that Mario's a furry in Mario 3 with the whole leaf and the raccoon suit. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, they were groundbreaking at the time. Was that the Tanuki suit? Yep. <laughs> Which one is it? He could turn into a stone. Is that Super Mario World? No, that's Super Mario 3. Oh, wow. What was the purpose of that whole thing, turning into a stone? Um, That would let, basically, when you use that, enemies would just go past you without hurting you. Oh. So, like, let's say you're fighting Bowser and he shoots fireball at you. You could turn to stone, the fireball would go right past you. So if you couldn't jump or duck under it, it was an alternative dodge. Huh, well, that's cool. Though it also introduced the Hammer Brothers suit, which is one of the best suits that Dude, you'll ever get. It really is, man. Because there was like that was pretty much OP, you know. It, it really was because it would break everything. I mean, yeah. you you're just throwing hammers like freaking Oprah would throw cars at people. <laughs> you exactly. get a hammer, you get a hammer. Everybody gets a hammer. You really did. They didn't limit how many hammers you could throw, right? You could just as, as fast as you could spam it, you throw that many hammers. Right, and so like years of masturbation, you're just like on top of it because your wrists are powerful. <laughs> It's like, that's right. That's right. I could do this. I don't think so I can do it good. now very much anymore. But man, yeah. back in my heyday, man, I was the hammer master. <laughs> it's like, why are you so fast at that? It's like, I just practice. I'm just uh, sitting there kind of lopsided because my right arm's stronger than my left. <laughs> my left's like, oh, no. My right's uh, like, I'm, I'm like that guy from Scary Movie. Take my strong hand. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or like, what is that movie, Lady in the Water? That guy, who, like, that only works out his right right side of his body. Oh God, so good. <laughs> Underrated movie, by the way. It really is. So you work at a school, but you work with young kids. Do you ever have to go to around the high school? Uh, only during the summer if I'm assigned to a a summer school for high school. So we had a high school nearby one of my old jobs, and you would you would see kids like walking. A couple friends and I. We are, I'm a bad person. I want to preface this with, (laughs) I'm a very bad person. We would sit there and just look and see how many of these teenage boys had like right arms and like right (laughs) that were way stronger than their left. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Because it's like, you're like, it's like an obvious, like, look at that guy. It's pretty obvious what he he works out more of. (laughs) I mean, it's really just kind of like, one of the best hobbies of people is people watching. Yeah. And oh, for it's sure. great because you know how like bird watching, you go to different forests to see different kinds of birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never done this, but I've, I know people that have, have you actually done this? No, but oh. with people watching, you go to different people places to want to watch different people. Like if you want to see the rare untamed mullet, you go to Walmart. <laughs> Dude at like one o'clock in the morning, Walmart is the best place to be. Oh my gosh. Anytime like between midnight and 3 a.m. Yes. You go to Walmart and you're going to be like, hi, hi, Jane. <laughs> we need my toilet paper. Okay, I'm standing over here in the infamil lane. Well, sh- tell my to stop pooping on the Cheerios. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, there was one night where... 
uh, a couple of friends. This is like a long time ago when my curfew was like midnight and I'm at Walmart at one o'clock in the morning. Dad's calling me. I'm like ignoring the call. And there's a family and you're absolutely right. There's a family with like two or three kids. One, which obviously needs to be in bed. The other two, which are tired, but just loving that they're running around. I'm like, what are these people? Even at that age, I was like, what are these parents thinking? <laughs> you know? Oh, man, it's so funny. And then you got Target. Target is for, is when, let's say somebody from Walmart buttons their shirt and combs their hair. Yep. That's Target. That's like bougie white people. Yeah. Target you and, go and, in and yeah, they're 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 established. And I can say this as a white person. Target <laughs> is a white person store. It really is, man. It really is. Now I shop there. Oh yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but I you're totally not the Target there. demographic. Yeah, for sure. And you know what well, the only I would actually shop at Target indefinitely. There's one problem Target has. They never have crap in stock, dude. The normal stuff that you're going to buy, never there. They don't, and you have to go online. But what they get you with is the clearance section. Oh, like, yeah, you aren't kidding. This is a typical me trip to Target. Oh, hey, I need to just get some pencils. All right. Do, 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 do. Oh, hey, look, pencils. Oh, hey, we might as well look at the clearance. 30 hours, Nick. <laughs> It'll be $622. Thank you. Yep. Yep. They get you with that. And I've noticed, I mean, they're brilliant because they have those things all over. Every section has the clearance, right? Right. It's like, wait a second. I, I came in here for almonds and I'm going home with cashews and deli meat. I came in for almonds, and for some reason, I'm leaving with like six pairs of shoes and <laughs> new and tampons, and I don't yeah. even use them. Yeah, exactly, but they it's were like... a good deal. <laughs> you go home and tell your wife, like, "Hey, I got your tampons." Like, I don't need those. Oh, well, we'll re-gift them to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's some stores that you know that are dedicated for white people, and. Yeah. They they cater to them and you know it. That that's where you're gonna see the wild the wild Karen and the like most often is at Target. Yeah, they have amazing popcorn, bro. They do if they oh, still carry so it. Good. A lot of them are a lot of the popcorns being replaced with like Starbucks and the Pizza Hut. Wait, what? Yeah, they're slowly but surely ruling out like <sighs> popcorn because it's an overhead expense. It is because you notice I've noticed the past couple of time I've gone in there. It's like they, you know, they usually close that 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 part about six or seven. So I'll, sometimes I'll go in there about six thirty, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know, can I just get a bag of your popcorn?" And they're like, "Uh, it's not really fresh." Like they'll straight up tell me, "Like it's not really fresh." Uh, you want me to make you some some more? Listen, listen. I did not come to Target and ask for a dollar of popcorn, <laughs> expecting it to be fresh. Exactly. I'm like, um. And I'm sitting there looking at the popcorn hole container, and it's like half full. I'm like, it's not fresh. Just like move over the stuff on the top and give me the stuff in the middle. That'll be warm. You know, one guy, he was actually like straight up. He was like, dude, it's not fresh. And I was like, I'm okay. He's like, I'm just going to give it to you then. I'm like, cool. I mean, win-win. Um, so there was a point where I was mostly homeless, and I mm -hmm. was living out of a pay-by-the-week hotel at the time. I lived off of Target popcorn and hot dogs. Oh, man. They're hot that dogs. was like my diet. All That was all I ate. Yeah. 
Their hot dogs are the most disgusting good hot dog meat ever. You could trick up a good Target hot dog, too. Do you know what makes a good junky hot dog? Oh, I don't want a I don't want a fresh hot dog. Like yeah. at home hot dog is fine. I want to walk into 7-Eleven. I want to see that greasy roller that you don't know how long it's since it's been clean. <laughs> I want that hot dog that probably could have been there like three weeks. Yeah. But it just has it has like that. I'm probably going to kill you. Yeah. Vibe you can it. see the grease just like caked on it, right? Right. Oh, man. I actually want a hot dog now. I think I might head to 7-Eleven after we're finished and get myself a hot dog. You want one? I would love a hot dog. Two or three. Now, you know what's bad is when they, when they offer the three for three. You're not hungry enough for two more hot dogs, but it's three for three. That's where they get you. Like, you walk into the gas station to get a so- bottle of soda. You mm-hmm. just want one. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, they're buying buy six, get one for a nickel. Well, I'm <laughs> buying one. I might as well buy five more because then I can get it for a nickel. Yeah, exactly. Because you want that deal and you can't help yourself. Yep, until they do it. That's why they usually, that's why most things are priced, you know, $1.99 or $5.99. It's over $6 after tax, but you see five and you're getting a deal. I'm a sucker for coupons. There's one thing that I've always wished had coupons. Because they're so expensive, generally. Yeah. Hookers. <laughs> Wait, that's a thing? No, that's why I just said I wish... Oh, yes, a hooker's a thing, Raven. Let me no. explain what I... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, well, there's a form of it. You know, it's not a thing yet, but there is a form that's coming, you know. and you Check out your uh, your local, um, you know, those little coupon packs that you get in the mail. There'll be one for a like You got the little kids who sell those like coupon books for like their baseball. You yep. want to buy this book of coupons for like 20 bucks? You look through it. Oh, free for 50% off. One free handy <laughs> from Tina down on Maine. All right. Yeah. Yep. Good. All right. Oh, was, oh, God. Can you imagine the kids like you chose you chose wisely on that one? Oh, my God. This coupon good for one free lap dance down <laughs> there at the double torch. Yes. <laughs> I never understand strip clubs, man. I really don't. Here's the thing. I can get the same effect and less herpes Mm -hmm. from watching porn. Yeah. I think it's the thrill of maybe, I don't know, maybe some men think that they're actually going to, you know, snag this woman because she's into me, you know? Yeah, I know. And I'm not demoralizing strip clubs because of what they do. Obviously, Mm -hmm. sexuality is an asset. Yep. If men want to spend money looking at your body, that is your choice. Go with it. For sure. But for it's not for me. I'm demoralizing the men that think they're actually going to get some because they're tossing money at women. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. Come on. Well, I shouldn't say that because I toss money at video games and uh, it's kind of almost Every- the same thing. So going back to white people, because <laughs> they're an easy target. This is all you talking about, by the way. I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, no, this is completely me reflecting my my, thoughts. So, do you know what bothers me the most? When I walk into a Mexican food restaurant, Mm -hmm. I look around at who's eating there. Yes. If I see that the patrons in that restaurant are more than fifty percent white and they're all happy, 
It's not going to be good Mexican food. <laughs> That's actually so true of any place, dude. And I if mean, I walk, if I look around and see any ranch or ketchup, nope. <laughs> That's actually not. A, I I would I would say that a lot of people would agree with you on that one, because if you want something authentic, like. It, Okay, if you're going to get Tex-Mex, yes, that's fine. But if I'm going to try to get an authentic Mexican cuisine, and you're right, and I walk in and see that, I'm out. I'm out. It's like, if I were to invite you over to my mom's house and say that you're about to get soul food, what do you expect to be served to you? I'm I'm looking for, like, Southern Comfort. I'm looking for, like, fried chicken, collard yep. greens, yep. mac and cheese. Yep. Like, the staples. Now, what would happen if I brought you out um, a ribeye steak and some mashed potatoes. No, I'm going to ask you when you became white. <laughs> so that's the same concept, you know. If I want to go to an Indian restaurant, I'm not going to expect Chinese food. I'm not going to expect Chinese food at India. You know, I'm with you on that, bro. Right there with you. Now, there is a place here where I live. You have to know where it is. But, and I'm going to throw out what sound like stereotypes. I promise you, this is the place that you go to. It's a little hole in the wall, like this big building, big building, tiny little building, little door. Mm -hmm. To get to the ordering counter, you walk through. There's usually some little kids sitting in there eating Cheerios, watching like Dora the Explorer, like in the way <laughs> off to the side. You got a little like four foot 11 Hispanic woman who like very angrily starts yelling at the kids in Spanish that they were in the way and <laughs> like threatens them with her shoe. And then you order. <laughs> And it is wrapped in like the most nondiscreet, like yellow paper or foil, whatever's available, put into a plastic bag. And then they kind of get you out of there because oh, man. this is like, it's like a boat. It would make a bodega seem like a mansion. Oh man. And I bet it's the best food ever. It is amazing. I want some. I want some. What style of food is it? <clears throat> Mexican food. Yeah. Mm. They don't have taco trucks here either. Street tacos, freaking amazing. So that's something that used to be very heavy here was uh, taco trucks at some point about five or six years ago. And there was actually a place that I would allow taco trucks to come into. So instead of you finding them, they would all just pile up in this lot, like about 20, uh, 20 um, food trucks. Right. But for some reason, it's just it's died out the past couple of years here. I don't know what the deal. Well, I do know what it is. The people from California got here, and we get we actually now have some badass restaurants, but I don't know what happened to the food truck craze. So I used to live in Idaho, um, and on the positive side, you have a lot of like hipsters that are moving to Idaho. So you and they love food trucks. They call themselves foodies, and it's all about like food trucks and this and pop up restaurants. There's right. some great food. I left because of the racism, but the food there was great. <laughs> I do hear Idaho has some good food. Now, is it true they have the best potatoes, like potato cuisines in Idaho? Idaho grows solid-ass potatoes. Yeah. Um, I know it's that's a stereotype, but look, go to the store and look at an Idaho potato versus like a freaking Washington potato. Washington white potatoes are shit. I am. I will <laughs> fight you. White potatoes should not go in any dish. Yeah. You. I need a Idaho potato. Or red potato, depending on the dish. Oh, red potatoes are so good, especially baked and chopped, really crispy. Mm. For sure. Now, don't ever try to pleasure yourself with a mashed 
with a potato because the starch getting inside your hoo-ha, not a good idea. <laughs> they go to the doctor. They're like, did you try this again? So Potatoes are for peeling, not for pleasing. <laughs> yep. This is the fifth time, Husky. We have to tell you that you cannot do that with a potato. But I'm a reverse mm. chicken. I'm just putting <laughs> the egg back up. And my... Yep. I'm sorry. Raven, do you have any final thoughts for everyone today? I do. And there's this, it's very simple. Hot dogs. Do not boil them. Bake them or pan sear them. You're welcome. Once again, my name is Husky Ninja. And this is Raven Zero. This has been the Angry Penguin Podcast. And go eat a sandwich, a.k.a. a hot dog. <laughs>